Hold on to your butts. Don't waste my motherfucking time! I got up this morning. Hello. How's it going, everyone? Well, hey there. Well, hey there, Adam. Merry Christmas. Merry. Well, can we say Merry Christmas? Is it? Is no. It yeah. PC twenty seventeen. It's it's Happy hey, Holidays. Trump's in charge. We can say Merry Christmas. That's again. true. There's a war on Christmas, and Christmas won. Nobody's talking about Christmas, and we have to bring that back. <laughs> Make Christmas merry again. Yeah. Are you saying Merry Christmas to everybody? Yes. Just like on purpose or like... No, just because that's what you used to do. And now we're allowed to do it again. I mean, you were never not allowed to do it. Was there somebody who was just but like, there was you like can't a push say... to say happy holidays. It wasn't a push. I think people were just trying to be a little bit more inclusive. You could still say Merry Christmas. Like, yeah. I wouldn't have been offended if I said happy holidays and you responded with Merry Christmas. What if I said, fuck you? Well, then I would have been <laughs> offended by it, clearly. What if, the but if you said, fuck you, Merry Christmas, I would have been like, all right, Merry Christmas. What if I said, fuck Christmas, and fuck everyone who says Merry Christmas? Well, I mean, that's just offensive. Are you being Dave Harvey tonight? I feel like that's something he would say. Ooh, why don't you keep, if you like Christmas so much, why don't you keep your Christmas lights up yeah. all year? Why don't you keep your tree up all year? <laughs> I don't know, Dave, why don't you keep your menorah up all year? Why don't you spend your dreidel every day? I love Chris. I love the look of Christmas. I love having my tree up. I had it up the day after Thanksgiving this year, on Friday. Like it was up immediately, and I probably won't take it down until sometime at the end of January. Um, Mister and Mrs. Furnicast from the Furnicaster and still in the chat. They said they tried to do a handoff. It's not Mister, Mrs. Their brother and sister. <laughs> <laughs> They're not married. All right, Mister and Miss Furnicast. Uh, they tried to do a handoff, but we really fucked it up. How did we fuck it up? I didn't even know like that was is the there, thing we were supposed to do. Is there a handoff? I don't know the rules of Strange Label. Like, can I just hit broadcast and it like overwrites what you guys are doing? Um, well, that would be rude. I thought we had that to would be like saying Happy Holidays. I thought we had to wait until you guys were off the air completely before I hit stream to Strange Label. I didn't get a rule book when we joined Strange Label. Maybe Matt did, and he just didn't give it to us. Yeah. By the way, uh, welcome to the Lotus Cast, guys. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to us tonight at uh, on Strange Label, www.strangelabel.com. In case you didn't notice, it's the reversal of last week. Yeah, so apparently we're splitting up into twos now and <laughs> doing uh, the Matt and Dave show and the Adam and Joe show. We're alternating weeks. Yeah, uh, whereas I was busy last week um, and Matt and Dave decided to do a show. Uh, without actually really telling us until they started doing the show, which was odd. Well, it was Star Wars opening night. It was Star Wars opening night, and that's, when I, that's where I was. Uh, did you go to Star Wars opening night? I didn't go opening night, but I did see it uh, Saturday. Oh. Um, yeah, so you saw it like, pretty much immediately. Like, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't need to go opening night because I have movie pass, and I would prefer to use my movie pass. 
but somebody had bought me um, tickets like two months ago, and I had to pay full price, so it was a little disappointing. <laughs> like, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. I don't know about you, but like, I'm not. I wasn't Star, Star, Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> I'm not rushing out to the theater to like. I just, I didn't care. Like, I'm a casual Star Wars fan. I know what's going on. I've seen all the movies, but it's not like a religion for me. I don't. I don't need to rush the and be the first to see the movie. I'm not anxiously anticipating the next one. I'll go see it when it comes out, but I don't know. That's just me. Um, Mr. Fernicast said, we would have done it on our time, then signed off, then you guys start. Okay. Well, now we know for next time. See, we did one last week. I don't I don't know. I didn't listen to last week's episode, and like I said, I wasn't included on last week's episode. As far as I knew, we were doing an episode last week, and then all of a sudden, I'm in the theater, and I'm getting tweeted at by Matt on the Lotus cast Twitter that, you know, he's doing a solo show by himself for, for a while. So I mean, I don't know what happened. I, um, I actually starting Thursday, I stayed completely offline until Saturday when I saw the movie. Like I didn't look at any social media, any news articles, just because I knew like somebody would just out of nowhere, spoil the movie. Did, were you successful? Did you avoid all of the spoilers? I did. I went in completely dry. So like, I remember like last year I saw it, before uh not last year but the last movie i saw it before the lotus cast and i come in and dave was like spoiled it immediately and i'm like i'm glad i saw it <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i think last year the last time that we had the movie like dave had a bunch of like movie spoilers like ready before the movie even premiered like we i think we showed a clip of han solo dying like yeah um like immediately so that's not good going in dry well you gotta have some friction no, some. I think she means no. you gotta have some lube, some. No, some you go wet dry, so it's more pleasurable. Oh, for you, so you can really feel it. Yeah. So someone, someone asked in chat, "What other holidays are in December?" Well, today was the winter solstice. Uh, is that a holiday though? I think it's just a date. No, it's like, a holiday for like weirdos and hippies and pagans. Where Where do these hippies like what holiday? They have hippie holidays, like the witchcraft. Isn't witch- that's not isn't a hippie. That's a witch. That's a person who celebrates witchcraft. Isn't what, that like a Wiccan or something? With, rolled in with hipsters now. Are they Wiccans? I mean, I don't think they're hipsters. What are druids? They're druids, right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> are druids a thing? They're purple-haired lesbians. But those aren't hippies. Hippies are like when I think of hippies, they're like the '60s people who are all on drugs, and not like celebrating witchcraft. Yeah, you're right. I, I meant hipsters. Well, I don't know. Even hipsters, I don't think, celebrate witchcraft. It was the shortest day of the year, though. It did seem to get dark pretty early. I wasn't counting or anything, but did I you left. Feel, feel more depressed than usual? Not more than usual. Um, just I felt like today, especially as all days leading up to Christmas, is just really busy for me. I don't know about you. Yeah. I had a real busy weekend last week. But uh, do you ever you get the winter blues? Do you ever like roll up and not want to do anything in winter? Um, yeah, but I, that's not any different from a lot of days during the year. I also have the summer <laughs> blues from being too hot. And the spring blues. And the spring blues from everything being in bloom and uh, me just feeling like my soul is dead. Um, Does Christmas counteract it? I know you do love Christmas. I do love Christmas. I love giving gifts. Not so much as, I don't care as much about getting them, but I love seeing people's reactions when they get gifts. And it kind of sucks sometimes, like when I... Um, I give gifts and I don't get to see it um, because that's for me. That's like the whole thing. I just want to see, uh, you know, people's reactions when they open their gifts. And I, I was very happy. I, I come in. You're like Adam. I got you a gift basket, and it's a uh, a gift card to the PlayStation Store. Yeah, it's like, it's like it's awesome. But 
like, ah, oh, I didn't get anything for you this time. That's okay. I like I said, I am more interested in, in giving gifts. Although it kind of sucks for me. Um, I mean, so this is a dilemma I have. Like, I I usually spend a, a good amount on Christmas, but I like to to browse for deals, as it were. And I'm like, I'm constantly on slick deals. I'm constant. I have like these deal alerts that come to my phone. Like, I'm on Amazon. I'm on Target. I'm on Best Buy all day, uh, just looking for um, for new deals because I like. You know, even though I don't make a ton of money and I can't afford a ton of things, I like, you know, making it seem like, oh, I bought you this expensive gift when really, like, I just bought it on, like, sale, like, incredibly marked down. So, like, when do you start looking for deals for Christmas gifts? Um, Usually in November sometime. Like, for instance, like, an Xbox normally is, like, 300 bucks, But, like, now you can find it for about $150 um, if you're trying. So I mean, that's... That's still a pretty expensive gift. It's an expensive gift, but like I, I'll, I mean, I don't do that for everybody. I'll do that for like my brother if he really wants an Xbox. I'll, you know, I'll find him. You know what you like should have really got your brother? You should have got him some underwear. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he he'd take it. Or well, some some type of jock strap or testicle covering. Well, I mean, that's, apparatus. That's on him. I think he just likes Cod piece, fr- free maybe? balling. Um, so like I, if I bought him underwear, I just feel like it would be used. Like that's the other bad thing is like, sometimes I, I feel like I think about this person enough and then I spend a bunch of money on them. Um, and then like, sometimes you're just like, oh, but I don't think they like the gift. Like they didn't use it. I don't see them using it all. Um, you know, like I, that's just for instance, I gave one year, I gave Matt a, um, a little, um, it was a raspberry pie filled with all those old school Nintendo games and super NES stuff. Wait, um, you baked Nintendo games into a Raspberry Pi? Into a Raspberry Pi. Like, there's a, a tutorial online. It's called Retro Pie. And I got a little box and I assembled it. And, you know, I put, uh, you know, all the old school Nintendo, Sega, Game Boy. I don't think he uses it at all. And, and then I just felt like, oh, I spent like 80 bucks on this thing and, you know, all this time setting it up and curating it. And then, like, I'm pretty sure it's just in the box, like, I'm being unused. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, Matt can play with his kids, like, all those old school games. Never. I I'd never seen it out, never seen it used. What is this pie thing? Because I'm thinking you put all these games like in a pie and then baked it. No, it's it's called retro pie because um, uh, raspberry pie. So uh, raspberry pie is basically just a little circuit board. It's maybe like fifty bucks, um, and then you can just program. Like people have already programmed oh, okay. it. You can download okay. ROMs for it. So I just downloaded retro pie as a uh, emulator ROM. So I just installed that on the raspberry pie and gave him some old school. Um, and that. That doesn't curb your enthusiasm for gift giving at all when people are like, eh. I don't know. Then it makes me try a little bit harder next year. Like, okay, maybe this was uh, something that I thought was cool, and maybe it, they didn't think it was cool. Have you ever had, like, a really over-the-top reaction to a gift you gave? Um, I'm trying to think here. Like, somebody was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I don't think so. I don't think there's been any like really cool gift that I've gave that's that's been like over the top. People just got really excited. And this was maybe like a kid, like a little kid, because they get excited at everything. What did you get for your dad? Um, this year? Yeah. Um, so my dad, my sister, and my mom, I got a trip to New Orleans. Wow. Yeah. So it turns out going to New Orleans is super cheap in February. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of February after Mardi Gras, because at the beginning of February is actually pretty expensive. When Lent starts and everyone's in. <laughs> yeah. So um, shaming their sins. I got them five days in New Orleans and uh, in a hotel. 
because um, it turns out it's like 60 bucks to fly to New Orleans, like um, 60 bucks one way. And uh, so like 120 round trip. And then like with the hotel, like just combined, I think it was like 275 a piece. Yeah. So, so I, are you going on the trip with them? Uh, I did. Yeah, I bought myself a ticket. I was like, I, I might as well. Like, why not? You know, how does your dad feel about that? I just they all know they're getting a trip because I asked them ahead of time. I'm like, what's your schedule like on these days? Um, like, can you take these days off? And uh, they were like, yeah, because um, I was like, oh, it's February you know, 24th and like five days. And they're like, sure, I can do that. See, what I'm getting at is he didn't want to go on the last trip with you. He didn't, and he didn't acknowledge it at all. So it still hasn't come up. No, <laughs> he brought me back an Aruba mug, and uh, that was it. Oh, that's that was, thoughtful. Yeah, I really have no idea what Go happened on that Aruba Go trip. To Aruba, bring home a mug, and I got an Aruba coffee mug. <laughs> but, and I have no idea what happened on that trip. Now, would you have rather gotten nothing than a mug, or do you? Did you actually appreciate the mug from Aruba? No, I guess I appreciate it. Like, every time I go on a trip, which, granted, isn't that often, like, maybe once or twice a year, I try to bring back souvenirs for some people, so. All right. So we had smallest thought about you. Yeah. So, I mean, that, I guess, was a little bit easy now. Um, The only thing that's a little sad about it is now I don't have anything for them to, like, open on Christmas, and they've pretty much spent my limit on them, so, like... Um, they don't have anything to open, but they all know it's a trip. And I thought about like just saying, okay, we're all going to New Orleans on on in February, and that's your Christmas present. But my sister has this thing where she just doesn't want to know where she's going. She wants to find out when we're in the airport and they get their tickets. <laughs> so I'm like, I can't even tell you. <laughs> so I can't tell you where we're going on Christmas. And my mom and dad are like okay with that. They're just like whatever. It's like we're going to Gary, Indiana. I know. Now I kind of. <laughs> Wish I'd pick something more mundane, so it's like not exciting when they land. Um, not that I, I've never been to New Orleans, so I have no idea. I've, I've just heard it's it's like a good place to eat and drink, which is what I assume we're we're only going to be doing. Like we got a hotel in the French Quarter, um, so and we can just walk around. I don't know. I'm hoping it'll be a a nice little. Did you consider getting tickets for everyone on the trip and then getting your dad? A mug. <laughs> no, because I don't think he would have seen the irony. We just didn't talk about how he didn't bring me along at all. And he took my brother. Um, it just never came this up. Is buried? Yeah, like, obviously, like, I, I talked to my mom and my brother and sister about it. So they knew I had, like, some gripes about it. But he never acknowledged it. So I was just like, I'm not going to bring it up. Whatever. Just stuff it down. Yeah, just another thing that gets buried. So. I haven't done any Christmas shopping yet. It's like three days before Christmas. How have you not done any? Well, there's still a whole weekend. Well, how much shopping do you have to do? Um, well, my brothers and sisters, we have an agreement not to get each other anything. And so nobody's disappointed and no, everyone oh saves God. money. But get stuff for the nieces and nephews and get something for my mom. My mom's hard to shop for because she doesn't... Like, she doesn't want anything. My dad is like that. Like, if I didn't get him the trip, I would have no idea what to get him because he all he does is watch TV and golf and drink. So, like, I've bought him, like, tech items that he doesn't use. Like, he just sits on his iPhone when he's at home with the headphones in um, instead of watching TV. So then I got him an iPad last year thinking, like, oh, he'll love the bigger screen at least because his eyes are terrible. He has, like, the, the 6 Plus iPhone or 6S Plus iPhone. So he has a massive screen, but the font is humongous because he has terrible eyesight. So I was like, oh, cool, here's an iPad, you know, like that way it's bigger screen, you're not hurting your eyes. He didn't use it at all. Like it was just always like off and lost at some point. And then my mom just found it and started using it for herself. <laughs> so. I'm surprised he actually increases the font and doesn't like 
read it with a magnifying glass, like an actual glass. I know. It's it's really dumb. Um so yeah, it that that was another thing where like, you know, I spent two hundred and fifty bucks on that thing and he uh he didn't use it at all. And then my mom just reclaimed it like as <laughs> as her own and he just didn't care. You know, he did he sees her using it and he just doesn't care. All right, so it looks like we'll all have a Merry Christmas then. Well, all right, so here's my dilemma this year. Like, this year, um, I didn't want to spend a lot. Like, I had a tendency to go a little overboard on gifts, and um, I've been, like, doing some stock of, like, what I have in my apartment. Um, is it cool to re-gift things that I have here to other people? Or does that seem like that's just, like, a cheapo move? Like, is it cool to, like... Give somebody something used, or well, give me a for example. Um, like I don't want to say what I'm planning on. Um, so let's say for instance, like my brother wanted an Xbox, and I have a second Xbox just because I ended up with a an upgraded Xbox last year. So I have my old original Xbox One, the big black one, and my brother had said, "Oh, I want an Xbox for Christmas." Is it weird for me to give him my old Xbox, or? Like, should I, like, because it's used, because it would just be like he'd open the box and there it is, just like the way I have it. Do you, you still know? have, like, the Xbox box? No. <laughs> like, that that's God. Like, literally, it would just be like, here's the cables that I wrapped up and, and threw on top of the thing, and here's my used controller that, <laughs> that I had for it. Scrape the dried cum off of it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> here, I used an alcohol wipe. Like, is that weird to give away as a gift? Um, A little bit. I like, think, would I have to somehow trade that into GameStop, pay an additional hundred bucks because I only give you fifty dollars for an Xbox One, to get him like a refurbished or brand new Xbox? No, what you should do is like get like a box of something that's totally stupid, and like pretend that's what you're giving him. But then he opens it and it's really an Xbox, so he's like extra surprised. Yeah, but is it okay to give him my used Xbox? Yes. And even though I've spent no money on him thus far, just giving him my old used electronics that I don't use anymore, that's okay too. Like, I mean, that's what he wanted. Yeah, but I don't know. Is that weird? I don't think so. Like, if I had an expensive leather jacket and I like gave it to you for Christmas, would you then expect like, oh, Joe gave me this two hundred dollar leather jacket? Like, would you expect me to spend two hundred dollars on you next year? Well, did I? express interest in the jacket was i like oh that's a really nice jacket no i just thought like oh adam would look good in a leather jacket like here's your leather jacket this year and it's my hand-me-down have i have i seen you wearing it before i don't know yeah maybe you just made a compliment of how good it looked and you know in this scenario we're also the same size (laughs) (laughs) no that's i think that's different if you had given me your xbox i'd be like oh thank you joe even though it was used even though like you clearly saw it was like just over there in the corner like did you like clear your porn out of it I mean, there's no porn on the Xbox, but yeah, I just like I formatted it and I just gave it to you. It was you, you. You come here every week. You see it in the corner. Like, there's my Xbox, and then just I was like, here, Merry Christmas. Then no, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. Because I have a couple of those moves this year where I was just like, I don't use this at all. Maybe somebody would enjoy this, but I didn't know like this is the only gift I'm giving you. <laughs> you know, like I'm not spending more money on you. I think that's fine. Okay. Because if he if he wanted it enough to get it himself, he'd be spending the two or three hundred, whatever it is. So you just saved him that much. Okay, that makes me feel a little better. Because I was like 
I started to think like, oh, are they going to expect like, oh, you spent no money on me this year. You just took something from your shelf and just gave it to me. <laughs> Especially after hearing like, oh, I just bought my parents and my sister a trip. I mean, if you gave him like, if you get get him like booze and you gave him like a half drunken bottle of booze off your shelf. <laughs> well, yeah, that's different. <laughs> like, but not like electronics are fine is what you're saying. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. What about like a board game? still wrapped in plastic and then that no that seems new because <laughs> i actually have board games over there that are still wrapped in plastic because nobody plays with me <laughs> so maybe i should give some of those away. maybe you should get some friends i know so that's okay yeah All right. i mean if you gave it and it was like the the cover was ripped and pieces were missing <laughs> what is this michelle wants to hear star wars talk i mean we could talk about star wars michelle wants to hear star wars talk I mean, we better talk about it then. All right. Well, uh, let's move. Is that a good segue? Should we talk <laughs> Star Wars now? Yes, we've established that you're a terrible gift giver. Listen, I try. I try to be a good gift giver, and I don't always get to see results, and I don't always know if I'm doing okay, because it, it's also weird to comment on um, gifts, right? Like, if you don't like it, like, sometimes I'd rather be, you be up front and just say, like, oh, I hate this. Like, not necessarily that I hate this, but, like, this isn't good for me. I would never want to hear that. I, I, really? I want you to fake that you love it. I want some feedback because then I think it hurts more when like I just see you don't using it. <laughs> like when you're just like, oh, thank you. And then like. That's just like straight out of the Christmas story where he's like, make sure you wear that when Aunt Jan comes I over. I know. But like if I never see you using it or I never see you wearing it, like, I, like that's also happened to my sister. Like I bought her. She told me she wanted this raincoat. So I bought her this like red raincoat that was on her Christmas list. But then she never wears it. And I was just like, what about that raincoat that cost me like 200 bucks? Even in, even in the rain? Yeah, like even in the rain. She just doesn't wear it. And she's like, oh, I just don't have anything to go with it. I'm like, well, that's not my fault. You said you wanted it. And I spent a lot of money and I got you it. Like, why aren't you wearing it? That's, see, that's how I f- I'll feel worse about that. Like, that seems like a waste of money. And I got you something that, is it on me or is it on her for not wearing it? I mean, it's on her. Because she asked appre- for yeah. it. And she asked for it and then doesn't appreciate it. Yeah. Then, but then you're wrong and being like, oh, well, I should try harder to get her something she'll use. You should be like, well, I'm not going to try as hard next time. I know, but I hate, I mean, granted, I just literally gave you a gift card, but I, I really don't like giving gift cards in general. I mean, they're, they're always great to have. Don't get me wrong. It's just, they're not exciting to open. But then it's like, I can get whatever I want. I know. That's the, that's the you bonus know I'll to use it. it. Exactly. I know everyone's going to use it. They're just not, for me, they're not exciting to give away as gifts because... Um, you know, like they don't, you don't get that reaction when they open it. Like, oh, um, this is what I really wanted. It's almost like the reaction you had after watching the new Star Wars movie. That's exactly. It's like, oh, this isn't what I wanted. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. Tell me what you liked or didn't well, you, like about. You saw it opening night. Was it? I did. Was it crazy there? There are a lot of yeah. I actually kind of hate seeing um, movies like this opening night because there are people that just cheer, and they're overly obnoxious about it. Like um, this movie inserts a lot of humor. Like it, it kind of reminded me of like Guardians of the Galaxy or a Marvel movie, where like they just make a lot of jokes at certain points. And I'm not, I don't know Star Wars that well to the point where like, do they do this in all movies or was it just this movie? No, and but it's th- just this movie. Where it was just like this jokey, like sort of marvelly. You've feel. seen the original trilogy or the prequel. Yeah, trilogy. but I don't. I haven't watched them recently. Like it's been years since I saw the originals. 
Um, so I don't remember, like, I, I never really memorized the dialogue. I remember, like, the plot and everything and what happens. But, like, I don't remember if it was just, like, a funny movie, like, joke-wise. No. The humor in the original was, like, wry humor. It'd be, like, Han getting annoyed by a 3PO. 3PO, like, not, not knowing, like, the being the protocol droid. He's, like, keeps going, oh, the odds are 95 million, 2,075 to 1. And not, like, Luke just, like milking a space cow and spilling green milk all over the beard yeah what the fuck <laughs> why did but like that's what why i hate was that in the movie i hate things like that didn't so much bother me but like i hate things like that where like the audience is so into star wars that they were like overly like responding to everything like they would crack up at like every little scene like anything that had like a tiny bit of humor it was like laughter like so much laughter like just the first scene of the movie where like poe pretends he can't hear that overlord guy um on one of the empire ships and he's just like people it's it was like that, knee slapping that actually funny. was funny i don't know it's just every everything that like had any little bit of humor like people were like going other, out of their minds other stuff was like it was funny yeah i laughed but it was to the detriment of the movie yeah, I, I mean i don't i don't know about that i just um just me as a impartial sort of like i had no expectations going in of it being good or bad i was just there to see a star wars movie oh by the way if you haven't seen it yet we're spoiling it yeah there's a lot of uh, uh there's apparently a lot of memes star wars memes in the chat um yeah so i, di- I didn't really know i'm not like up i didn't watch any star wars um to prepare i just kind of went in going cold honestly the last star wars movie i saw was rogue one um and i saw that when it came out with matt and then the last Star Wars that I movie saw was actually good. I actually really enjoyed Rogue One. I thought it was really good. And then the last Star Wars I saw before that was uh, Force Awakens, and I saw that opening night with Matt. Like, so it was like it's been a few years. <laughs> like, there's these big year gaps before I watch Star Wars. I never go back to refresh myself on it. Um, and in all honesty, like there were certain things that were like I just didn't remember that from Force Awakens. Like, I forgot entirely about Snoke. Um. I did. I did forget about he was like the, one of the most talked about mysteries. I don't know because I didn't follow up on on Force Awakens. Like I literally didn't read anything about it afterwards. I didn't go up and like try to find out anything about Snoke or Ray's parents. Like I just didn't care about any of these like mysteries that sort of cropped up from Force Awakens. I forgot Snoke was a character until Snoke showed up in this thing again. I was like, oh yeah, Snoke. And uh, so I really didn't have any reaction. Like um, you know, they kill Snoke off like not even that far into the movie, like maybe about halfway into the movie. Uh, and it's done with like so little fanfare and he's not expecting it. And um, okay, so the two biggest mysteries that were, everyone was talking about from the force awakens was who is Snoke? Like we know Kylo Ren was Han and Leia's kid. He trained with Luke and fell to the dark side. But who, who is this guy who's like the most powerful dark side user he's clearly more powerful than he only died because he he fooled him did he yeah ray went in tried to use the force on him and he completely fucked her up he swung the lightsaber around and hit her in the face i don't remember this (laughs) like kylo ren ren went in and he was like being a sniveling little bitch and uh snoke just like zapped the floor with lightning and shot him back yeah, honestly, I still don't remember Snoke in Force Awakens. Um, I remember the name, and then like when I saw him again, I was like... Oh, in Force Awakens, he was just like a hologram. Yeah. But even still, I didn't really like... 
I wasn't invested in that mystery, like why Snoke is as powerful as he is, uh, why he exists at all. I just didn't, to me, that wasn't like a mystery that I was interested in, in at all. And I never followed up on. And when this movie rolled around and, and Snoke shows up again, I was just like, oh yeah, there's a Snoke guy and he's his master. But honestly, uh, from the first movie, I didn't like Force Awakens because it, it really was like a new hope. And it really was like they set up like it wasn't original at all. I didn't feel like they set up Kylo Ren to just be the new Darth Vader. He even had like a Darth Vader helmet. He prayed to Darth Vader in his room like it was a whole thing. And so I kind of just went into this movie sort of expecting it to be Empire Strikes Back, which it was, which it, it was apparently straight from Empire Strikes Back. But then like they started doing stuff that I was like, OK, with like they destroyed his dumb Darth Vader helmet and they had Snoke say, like, you're not Vader stop trying to pretend to be Vader, and then he destroys his helmet, and then he's not Vader anymore. He's just, you know, Which Snape. I didn't mind, but it was totally, like, fan service, the way Snoke talked to him. He's like, oh, you are you look ridiculous in that thing. Which He did. I mean... I get he was just... He was only wearing it because he wanted to be Darth Vader. I know, and I'm glad that somebody called him out on it because it really <laughs> was dumb. Like, why, why have this new trilogy if they're just retelling the same old story from the last one? So... It was exactly the same as Empire Strikes Back because, you know, it starts off, they just destroyed the base, like the Death Star in the first one, and now the Empire found their base, and they have to escape before the Empire gets there, which exactly the same as the Battle of Hoth. Um, it's then, been a while since I saw that movie, so I, I wasn't drawing any, like, con- like parallels to that movie. They They can't escape into hyperspace because... In Empire, the hyperdrive was down on the Falcon. In this one, they're running out of gas. I thought that was the weirdest thing about this movie. It was literally like they just outrun <laughs> the uh, the Empire fleet or, or the uh, what the First Order fleet. They just outrun it by a little bit, and they're just like, yeah. "Don't worry, we've got more gas than them. We're just waiting for them to run out of gas, and then we can blow them up." And that's that's the other thing, like fucking. And that's that's the first three order- quarters of the movie is that chase. The First Order only has huge, like, capital ships that are big and slow. They don't have any support vessels at all. No, like, they do. faster, lighter. Weren't they, like, didn't they have a couple of them? Because they were destroying all the other ships. They sent TIE fighters at them, but then they're like, oh, we can't, we can't back up the TIE fighters. You have to return to the hangar. We're just going to chase them. I just, I thought it was silly that they can only track one ship. They, they realized that they were tracked, but then they're just like, no, wait, we know all of the capabilities of their tracking they can only track one of us (laughs) i don't know i mean that that to me was silly like the whole basis of the movie was them outrunning the first order fleet uh, but by just a smidge because they keep firing on their like on the back of their ship but they're just slightly out of range um for it for it to hurt them and um you know i i don't know that that seemed like a silly sort of contrived plot. And like this whole movie takes place over the course of what, like a day, maybe two days? Well, it's it's gotta be immediately after. It is. It's they say it's because, like immediately after yeah. Force Awakens. And Finn is still like knocked out from getting sliced in the back by Kylo Ren. Yeah. And in, even in that first scene, like he's still yeah, he's still in the bed and he's still healing. Um and then and he gets know. up pissing everywhere i was really really annoyed by poe dameron just his character in general i I think i know he's meant to be like he's this you know brash pilot who like thinks he knows what's best he just wants to score a victory against the first order but in doing so he ends up destroying the entire rebel fleet uh, just to get that one ship to explode 
Um, and then Carrie Fisher even calls him out on it. She, he's just like, are you serious? You've destroyed our entire fleet. Yeah. You blew up one of their ships, but like, look at the cost of this. And well, at that point, they didn't know they were being tracked yet, so they would have just tracked. Kept well, not track, anyway. it's not just that. Like their fort, that was literally all that's left of their forces, and he just destroyed most of them to get blow up one ship. That's the other thing. That's all that's left of their forces. Yeah. In In Return of the Jedi, they had the Empire controlled the entire galaxy, and the Rebellion had a bigger force than that. They destroyed the Empire. Isn't the Republic the controlling force in the galaxy? Okay, I brought this up to somebody, and they're like, you're thinking too much about it. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> the Republic is the one that wins at the end yeah. of the original trilogy, so they are the established government. They're not the rebels. Yeah, I'm like, like they're, the re- who, they're the resistance? Who are they resisting? Like, how does the First Order... That's the thing. Like, who is this Snoke? Explain to me, how does he, how does he build this humongous force... With all these super weapons, super weapons like 10 times, 100 times the size of the Death Star, which apparently took the Empire, like, they had to rape all these planets of their resources to build. I don't know. You're asking the wrong person. (laughs) I kind of wish somebody else was here that knew more about Star Wars than I did because um, the stuff that bugged me about the movie is probably not the same things that would bug a Star Wars fan. Uh, me personally, I was just I was annoyed by certain plot developments. Like, um, you know, they're on a clock and they send uh, Finn and uh, Rose, who's this, um, you know, one of the resistance fighters who you're just meeting in this movie, to a planet because they're trying to uh, find a hacker. Because this is their their new plan is to go and disable the the tracking on the ship. Um, you oh. know, while they're out running, and that's another thing. So. It's right after The Force Awakens. Finn just met them. He's like, he went on this heroic mission to destroy the Starkiller base, and now he just wakes up from a coma or whatever. And he's trying to get in the escape pod, and Rose is like, we're not, I'm not letting anyone desert. I'm like, he didn't give any oath to you. Well, seriously, and she's like, are you Finn, the one who saved the day? And I'm like, didn't that just happen for you like six hours ago? <laughs> Like, well, but you're been, cu- been out for... she's caught up to date on all of Finn's adventures from the first movie. I'm, well, he could have been out for a while, but I don't know. I liked um, the actress that plays Rose. No, but wait, I, I'm not done with that because in A New Hope, Han Solo saves Princess Leia and brings Luke there, and he's getting ready to leave, saying, "I, you know, I did my job. Thanks for the money. I'm out of here." But he, later on, he comes back to save them. You didn't see in A New Hope them, like, zapping Han Solo with a stun gun, forcing him into service. No, it was his choice. Yeah. So why, just let Finn leave if he wants to. Who cares? Well, that's, I think that's also. Yeah, he didn't enlist. He's not. Why they're calling themselves rebels, because they're just like, this is what the audience knows. Like, if you start calling them the established government, they'll be like, wait, were they the empire the entire time? Because people get confused and empire and republic, they're the same thing. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I was fine with the Rose character itself. I, I just mean, in the prequels, the Republic had well, they raised an army of clones. But I mean, you think the Republic would have had some standing army? No, and not just let the First Order just rise up like this. they keep saying that. Like, oh, we have allies everywhere, but like none of the allies ever respond to their distress calls and. I don't know. It it just becomes by the end of the movie there's like six rebels left 
and they all just board the Millennium Falcon and just, you know, go on their way. And I, it was just that seemed frustrating. Like, how are they supposed to be an entire resistance for this, you know, galaxy? But there's six of them, you know, like somehow they're going to start this entire revolution with just this small number now. Yeah. I want to check some of the comments before they too many. Um, Were you OK with uh, Admiral Akbar makes an appearance, his final appearance in the series? And he uh, people j- say you don't you don't clap. They're upset with people who clap during the movie. I agree with that. I, that was so annoying. Honestly, that's why also I didn't want to see it the first showing because of how annoying the audience is. Why do you clap for a movie? I know. There's nobody there to appreciate it. And then, like, the twist at the end with Luke, like... Pe- they were people just... in my theater clapped and, like, cheered when uh, Kylo Ren killed Snoke. And I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's just, yeah. There was cheering uh, at, in an opportune moments. There was There was gasping at the twist at the end with Luke. Like it was just frustrating. I I just want the audience to be silent. And what are you? Who are you clapping for? Like the the movie people don't hear it. Uh, here's another comment. Uh, also, why didn't people use light speed to destroy big ships before now? I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? So they're that was actually one of my favorite parts of this movie. Okay, but they they evacuate those other ships and just let them get destroyed. Why didn't they evacuate those other cruisers and then just and light speed them, them in? Them, the ship? Yeah. Or. Why isn't that a thing before? Like, so, they could have light in the first trilogy, could have light speeded chips through the Death Star to destroy it. This is a frustrating plot development in, in the movie as well. Like, so they finally get to the last ship and it's running out of gas. Um, or so not even the ship. Just attach a hyperdrive to like some meteors or some asteroids. And yeah, and rocks fl- through them. fly those into things. Um, and Laura Dern is like the captain and she's just ordered everybody else off to the, the um, their little light transport ships that can move faster. And everyone talking about the giraffe neck, purple hair dyke. Yeah, okay. Laura Dern, who's Ad- actually really good in this movie. Admiral Holdo. Um, no, I disagree with that. I well, I like Laura Dern. She's a she's a good actress. But like she, her idea, like so, they all these little ships have evacuated. They're heading towards the the rebel uh, hideout, um, and the the first order starts to pick them off one by one. And she's just sitting there in this big empty ship by herself, out of fuel. Um, and she's watching them like destroy like all of the ships, and then it takes her like ten minutes to decide to turn the ship around, yeah. and then like hyperspeed into like the big uh, their big ship and destroy it. Um, and it's this really cool sequence visually, but like in the meantime, and I know they're trying to build suspense. You're just watching her watch all of these yeah. ships get destroyed in front of her before she makes this decision. They must destroy like 10 or 12 before. Yeah, and there's there's probably about 20 ships and they must have destroyed at least half of them before she slowly turns the ship around and they're still showing them destroying more ships, more of the little ships um before she, you know, hyperspeeds into uh um you know, their ship. It was just I don't know. It was a frustrating. It looked visually cool, but like it just took forever. Yeah, I enjoyed it in the moment watching it, but like putting any thought into it afterwards at all, it's like, what the fuck? And all right, so I guess we should get started on Luke Skywalker. Um, I yeah, I get why um, Ryan Johnson, the the director, wanted to do this with Luke, but like he is your mic being weird or is it just me? You hear me? Yeah, you're just quieter than you were at the start of the show. I don't know what's happening. Right, is Adam too quiet for everybody? Check, check. Is your cable loose? It might be. All right. Sounds a little better now. Um, Wait, check. 
not reading on the meter, really. Oh, are you just being picked up on my mic? Check your, your cable. Check, check. Yeah, I think your cable died. Check. There we go. Yeah, now it's back. Um, yeah. Say we both sound fine. I get... Maybe it's just my headphones. I get why um, Ryan Johnson wanted to sort of portray Luke like this. In this movie, he's sort of like a surly um, loner uh, Jedi who's just like hiding out on a planet waiting to die. Um, but that's not Luke. But that's not Luke at all. And I get that. Like, if you watch Luke in any of the previous films... He he is the quintessential hero. He goes out of his way to to help his friends and never gives up hope. And he's this beacon of optimism and light. And in this movie, he's just you yeah. know he's he just he wants the Jedi to die. He wants the Jedi to die. Like what, no, that's stupid. And granted, it's been from our from our perspective, it's been thirty years for um, between like um, it's like Return he, of the Jedi and and this movie for Luke. Um, so a lot could have happened that we haven't seen, but in the but the the movies that we have seen with Luke, he's this completely different character, and he's he's basically space Jesus, and in this movie, he's he's nothing like that. He's just this sad, dour little guy. He just doesn't want to do anything. He yeah. He's like, oh, you think I came here to be found? Like, no, I didn't want to be found. It's like he just he abandons all his friends. He did want to be found. He left need. like a hundred clues as to where he was, which. If you don't want to be found, why are you doing that? And you're right. In, in this movie, he just abandons everybody. Like, uh, Leia, uh, Han, like, he's just not... He wasn't there for them like he was in the other movies. And in this movie, he's just off by himself, like, waiting to die. Like, why would you go to a plant waiting to die? Just you know, die. He just, he just wants to suck the tits of some gross monster. Yeah, and he's renounced um, the Force. He doesn't use it at all. Um, he's locked himself away from it. He's renounced the Jedi and he hates even, the he religion. Even destroyed his X-wing so he couldn't leave uh, if he I wanted to. Did he destroy it? I thought he just like buried it underwater. I don't know. I'm sure he could repair it if he, if he wanted to. But yeah, but he's just he's literally just like living on the Jedi homeworld, um, which is just a bunch of huts that has the original Jedi texts, and um, he basically just sits there saying, "I hate them." and the you know the Jedi were terrible and they deserve to die. Um, so Obi Wan Kenobi loses Anakin Skywalker to the dark side and he he causes the whole galaxy to fall to the Empire. But he goes he hides himself away too. But that's until Luke's old enough that he can train him and you know get him to redeem Anakin. And he actually, I guess that's kind of a point in the movie too because R two plays the yeah. uh, the clip of Obi Wan. Luke doesn't even want to help. He's just like, no, leave me alone. Yeah, and so it's like, it's frustrating as a fan of Star Wars, like if, I, I assume, because I clearly I'm not, like I'm sort of ambivalent about it, but like it would be frustrating that this is your favorite character from the original trilogy and he's just like this brooding guy who doesn't even use the Force, who's not going to do anything cool. Like the coolest thing you see him do is milk a space cow and drink his green milk. Like, and that, And the other thing that's, doubly frustrating is so disney destroyed the entire expanded universe which they had 20 years of authors writing books comics games and what have you they don't even communicate well to a limited extent they do but they built a more coherent universe of all these different authors that's true to star wars and this movie just shits all over it well yeah because disney wants to go in their own direction and um, you know, but it's 
they don't want to they don't want you to see something that you know these other people who weren't necessarily like on board with like they weren't you know mar uh, not marvel um uh, 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 Lucasfilm's, um, you know, picks. They, the, whoever's in charge of Star Wars, they weren't their picks. They're just these people who wrote Star Wars stories, and so they wanted to do their own take and something that fans weren't familiar with. And I kind of get where they're coming from, but like you're right, like Luke is just like this miss, like, like in the expanded universe, it's like he does the same thing. He he finds a handful of promising young students to train, and then. So one of them falls to the dark side, which is like the same as Kylo Ren. He gets frustrated. Uh, it's this Jedi that Luke's training named Kip Duran. But Luke doesn't just give up on all the other students. Like, And he eventually, he lures him back to the light side. Like, The guy finds out like he's sorry for all the trouble he caused. And Yeah, that's the thing. Like, Luke... He doesn't turn his back on anybody. Like He, he goes after Darth Vader, yeah. and he, he convinces him. Like He turns him back to the light. He's like, well, Darth Vader killed all these people. I'm out of here. But in this movie, um, you know, he sees Ben Solo sleeping, and then he decides to, like, read his mind, and he sees, like, he has a moment of weakness, and he activates his lightsaber to kill Ben Solo, and then Ben Solo wakes up and um, destroys the little Jedi temple and steals all the students, and they disappear, leaving Luke for dead. Um, And then Luke confesses this to Rey, like, I had a moment of weakness, um, I, I was going to kill Ben Solo and, um, it's just like, you know, and the antithesis of his character where he went out of his way, he, he tried to save, um, Darth Vader and he tried to turn him and he didn't turn against him even though he was like so corrupted by the dark side in this movie. It's like, he didn't even do that. Yeah. Even the same thing happens later. Like after that first student fell to the dark side, like that was his first group. And then he builds a whole new Jedi order. And then later on, Han and Leia's kids grow up, which is pretty much the same thing as Kylo Ren, Ben Solo. They have Jason Solo, who becomes Darth Cadus, I think. He t- falls to the dark side, and Luke never gives up on him either. Pulls him back to the light side eventually. It's like, they totally, f- even Mark Hamill said it, it's like, this is not my Luke. But hats off to him for playing the role that was best anyway, even yeah. though... It was totally stupid. He did say that, and then he said he got in a lot of trouble, so he was forced to like say like, "But you should still go see it," <laughs> even yeah. though like he I like, didn't personally agree with it, and <laughs> it took me a while to get on board with it. You should still go see it. He like recanted the next day. Yeah. Um. So, uh, who just said something that I? I um. He uh, Uncle Hall said something about like the Force Ghosts. Uh, that does happen in this movie. Like Yoda shows up as a Force Ghost. I don't understand why you wouldn't just want to be a Force Ghost because. Yoda proved in this movie, like, you still have all the same Jedi powers except you're a ghost and nobody can hurt you. So wouldn't you just, in general, if you're a Jedi, want to be a Force ghost? Well, I mean, they probably still like living. Do they? For what? Because, honestly, like, Yoda even got tired. He zapped a tree and then he sat down. It's and, like, and he's still at his cane and he's walking around. It's like, how long can they maintain that, though? Like, I, they need to address that. Because why did why didn't Obi Wan show up to give him some advice? Exactly. Well, because they didn't want to pay that guy. Wanted, why wasn't uh, people wanted to see? Um, and then, it's obvious in this movie. Yeah. Why wasn't Vader the Force Ghost? Luke uh, fades into the mist and becomes a Force Ghost, and uh, by yeah. the end of it, and that's definitely going to happen. Yeah, and you know, next movie, like because they don't have Carrie Fisher anymore, and they've killed off Han Solo. Like you're just going to have Luke being a space ghost, everybody. 
What, uh, speaking of Carrie Fisher, did you like her her scene where she like was in space and she uses the force to fly back to her ship? I liked it at first because I'm like, okay, so she's trained her force abilities too. But then I'm like, why isn't she? That's all she does. Like she just well, she she became a general. Like so, she focused her energies on that and not so much of why wasn't the she force. like going after Kylo Ren? Why wasn't she trying to? Because well, she was being a general, she was thinking about the bigger picture, not like there was even going that moment when when he wouldn't like he wouldn't fire the missile to blow her up. Yeah, it was one of the other Thai pilots that shot the missiles into the bridge. Like yeah. so you could tell there was still love there for her. Like, but she never. They never have screen time together. He never no. reaches out to her because uh, yeah. What would be the point? He makes a big deal about letting the past go and uh, lots of um, uh, what are they calling him like. They're not calling him Sith people anymore, right? They're not Sith lords. Um, like, what do you call Kylo Ren? He's just like a bad guy. Well, you could call him a dark Jedi, but yeah. Well, whatever he is, he's just like he tries to convince Rey the whole movie because they have this like psychic connection where they see each other naked and they talk to each other. Um, How he's... about the Mary Sue of Rey? <laughs> like, she's that. They even say it's like oh. You're just being made powerful because every time Kylo Ren gets more powerful, you get equally as powerful. I'm yeah, like, what you're, the fuck is this bullshit? Yeah, that's what they try to say, and like, uh, that's what, who I just assumed Snoke was because you know Luke's still around and he's this powerful Jedi, so his opposite must be Snoke, right? Because Snoke's super powerful. Yeah, so Luke was. That's yeah. Who the fuck is Snoke? He so Luke's training Ben Solo to be a Jedi, and I'm like. How, where does this Snoke guy come from who's so powerful on the dark side that he can lure Kylo Ren away from Luke and, like, Luke won't even challenge him? Luke, uh, honestly, Luke just, he challenges, um... uh, Snoke is trying to lure out Skywalker because he's like, as long as Skywalker's alive, there'll be hope. So he's trying to get them. The whole point of The Force Awakens is Kylo Ren is trying to find the map to Luke Skywalker. Yeah, because they want to get rid of Luke, and then because and, Snoke wants to kill him. And turns out Luke was just like, "Hey, I'm not even using the Force. I'm just waiting to die over here. <laughs> so, like, come kill me." As far as I know, Luke doesn't even know who Snoke is. Yeah, Luke doesn't even care. Like he sent he sensed the darkness in Kylo Ren. He had the and then he closed moment himself. of weakness. Yeah. He lit the lightsaber like he was going to kill him, and then he didn't. And Kylo Ren got mad and destroyed the base or the school. Yeah, and then, and then Luke, Luke was just, just disappeared. Like, it's like, as yeah. far as we know, he doesn't even know that there is a Snoke. And then Luke just gave up on everybody. Like, he knows his sister and, and Han had been fighting, and did he even know that Han died? Um, yeah, that, that no. part was sort of frustrating. When, when Chewie got there, didn't Chewie tell him? He's like, oh. Oh, yeah, I guess that was it. I don't know, it's just frustrating. And that's you... the other thing. Why is Chewie with Rey? Like, they have no connection at all. Why did they give Rey... The Millennium Falcon. Well, who else is going to take it? Like, Finn was asleep, and Poe didn't even meet Rey until this film. And, um, yeah, who else would it have gone to? Chewie? Uh, Leia? I mean, Leia was just like, I don't know, she has her own things. Why didn't about. Chewie stick with Leia? I mean, he's... I, listen, I don't know what's going on. They were husband and wife for so long. I don't even know why Han Solo was just away from Leia. Did they get I'm a divorce? I'm not asking you, I'm just throwing it out there. like in force awakens where they, did they get a divorce like because it seemed like they hadn't seen each other in a long time well they kind of let on that they separated after after ben became Kylo Ren. yeah he says like i'm they like couldn't deal with it like they won't he they went back to what they know she went back to being a 
resistance general when he went back to smuggling. Oh, yeah, that kind of reminds me. Like, in The Force Awakens, they made a big deal about um, C-3PO having a red arm because it's like when Han reunites with... Uh, with um, you probably didn't Carrie recognize me because of the red arm. Red arm. But in this movie, like, even though it's the next day, his red arm is gone and nobody ever just mentions it. He's just back to normal. Yeah. Uh, so where was I? What else did I hate? Oh, yeah, I was talking about Ray being a Mary Sue. Like, she, she has no training at all. Like, Yeah, but she's, she's able to do everything. Yeah. She, I mean, the well, fight, she had the fight one... with the, uh, the Red Guards was definitely one of the cooler scenes in the movie. But it's like, how? Were those the Knights of Ren? They never really say. They might have been. Because that was a big deal from the first movie, too. <laughs> but wouldn't they, wouldn't they have been, had, like, lightsabers, too? I they did. They kind of had samurai lightsabers because they had little like glowy pieces on them. I mean, but even the regular stormtroopers. I know they, it was just dumb. Um, no, oh, what was I gonna say? So Luke, like, yeah, he he got minimal training from Obi Wan so, Kenobi well, and then from Yoda. The training he, he does give Ray in this movie is is really done too. He's just like Ray. Uh, close your eyes, uh, sense the force, and, oh, you, you feel the force? It's that force connecting everything. And then she's like, oh, yeah. And then he's like, wait, there's a darkness I sense in you. And she's just like, oh, let me go explore that. I want to see what it is. And it's like this pit underneath her, like on the island. And then Luke is like, you didn't even try to get away from the darkness. And she's like, no, I want to explore what's down there. And then she goes down there on her own and in this pit. And then like there's just a mirror of her. I don't know. I just wasted 10 minutes. I don't even know what it was about. It's e- either ripped, way, it ripped didn't... straight out of the Empire Strikes Back. It was e- Luke training on Dagobah, and he goes and sees the image of himself as Darth Vader. And she, yeah, she sees a million uh, images of herself, and she tries to figure out who her parents are, and it won't tell her. And Ray's parentage in this movie was like another like yeah. non mystery. Find out it's no one. It's just some. They sold her for alcohol. Yeah, some poppers. Yeah, and I'm like, so what? Why did why did she have the vision when she picked up Luke's lightsaber? Like, the whole theme, the whole theme of every Star Wars movie in the main series is the Skywalker family. It's yeah, but Anakin, I think... Luke. I don't think so they went has... into this having a plan. I think J.J. Abrams wrote Force Awakens heavy on nostalgia and trying to set up these mysteries going forward. And then Ryan Johnson gets this film and he's just like, screw these mysteries. These are dumb. People are expect- expecting answers. But maybe these aren't really the mysteries you should be worried about. Maybe you should be worried about these things. <laughs> like, do you really the, the, even really these important care? Plot points aren't what you should be worried about. Do you even you really care though who these... Ray's parents are? Like, yes. Does it need to be a Skywalker? Like, isn't that the whole point of the Force? Is that it could be anybody? Well, the no, it could be anybody. But why? Why is she going after Luke Skywalker? It's like why did why did she have the vision? Well, because when she I picked think, up his lightsaber. I think J.J. Abrams. You know that's just his style yeah, to make so a, sh- a bunch of shitty up, mysteries. And then the next director comes along and just. Shits. But he has no follow through. He's just like, okay, I make a mystery here. I'll make a mystery here. I don't have a plan for what this mystery will reveal. That'll be the next person's job. Um, and then Ryan Johnson is just like, I don't know. These were dumb. I don't think anybody really cares. So Goldie said he could have lied about her parents, but they do that thing where he says, "Search your feelings. You know it's true." And but we know like from the previous <laughs> movies, like that's. When you when you tell them to search their feelings. Okay, so this is also a, a, true. a Game of Thrones thing. Like when uh, Daenerys on Game of Thrones is just like, oh, I can't have children. And then, then Jon Snow is just like, well, how do you know? And she's like, 
a witch who killed my husband said I couldn't. And he's like, well, maybe you shouldn't trust that voice. So like in this movie, when, when Kyla's just like, you know, your parents are just like nobodies who sold you for alcohol. Like, why should she trust Kylo that that's the truth? Well, why should Luke have trusted Darth Vader when he said he was his father? I don't know. But it, it was true. But that's what would be like the and end then, game and to then that. And then in Return of the Jedi, he's like, that's how he knew it was true that Luke had a sister because... Well, Matt just says right here, they admitted they had no plan. Johnson can just do whatever. Which is retarded. It's like I said before, those 30 different expanded universe writers had no plan and they managed to make a coherent story. I think just you as an obsessive Star Wars fan, like you locked onto these mysteries that they sort of set you up for and Ryan Johnson was just like, I don't know, these are dumb. I think that's not what you should be worried about. Well, what should I be worried about? I don't know. I didn't see the movie enough to understand or care where it's going forward. <laughs> and so I like, I'm probably going to forget about half these plot points by the time the next one rolls around. Um, uh, you know, unless I go to see it again, I do have movie pass so I could see it for free again. Um, which maybe I'll do next week, but. And, uh, oh, and just getting back to stuff ripped straight from empire. So they're running from the empire because they can't go to hyperspace. Their only hope is to, uh, Find some scoundrel, which I totally thought it was going to be Lando Calrissian. Oh, this time around? But yeah. it was Benicio Del Toro? Yeah. Like, I thought, it's like, oh, they have to find a scoundrel to get them out of it. Who's going to betray them? And which then he you're does. just like, Lando. Where like, are you, like Lando? Lando betrayed them. Yeah. Benicio turned them over. So, okay, you clearly did not like a good portion of this movie. What are What did you like about it? I mean, I had fun while I was seeing it. It's just thinking about it after it just completely unravels yeah okay so this is this is exactly what we said about force awakens like you enjoy it while you're watching it but then you start thinking about it and you're like wait (laughs) wait that was basically just a new hope i like the visuals i liked um like i love the um the fight kylo ren and ray have with all the guards i like uh the space battles at the beginning did you care about the space casino They're, they're complaining about it it was stupid I mean, yeah, it was pointless. It was more just to show, like, look at all the riches of the the people of the First Order, and they're just at the casino. But I thought what was silly about it is Finn is just in awe of the whole thing, and he's just like, oh, let's spend some time at the casino. I'm like, aren't you on a time crunch? <laughs> like, don't you need to be back soon? And then, like, the oh. pointless line of Rose just being like, look closer. And then he zooms in in his binoculars, and it's like, they're whipping the horses. <laughs> I'm like, really? That's what you're going to show us? Yeah, the horses some, being whipped? There's some workers down there? Uh, yeah. But um, actually, there was one thing um, when they're leaving the casino planet. So Benicio Del Toro, like, opens. He's like, they find out the ship is stolen. And they're, like, looking, oh, it's it's bad guys. They're selling TIE fighters to the Empire. Yeah. Or the First Order. And then he's like, oh, nope, they're selling to the good guys, too. They see, you see the hologram of the X-Wing? And I'm like, now that's something you could sink your teeth into. Like, how, like talk about how like the first order and the resistance it's like which by the way it would make sense that they're selling weapons to the resistance because the resistance is the established government (laughs) (laughs) like it's the republic they're selling weapons to the republic it's not just they're selling weapons to a resistance organization it's the established government that they're selling weapons to and i'm like I'm, I so wanted to get into that, like, oh, so these these people are the ones getting rich off all these deaths on both sides. I'm like, 
And it's just a completely throwaway moment. Oh, yeah. They never go back to that. And I'm like, that's like a real thing you could like make a movie around and sink your teeth into. It felt like largely pointless, too, when they finally get like the rebels escape and they get to their planet. Then they have this whole planet battle on top of it. And I'm like, why? Why is this happening? Like, Why couldn't this just have been settled in space? Like in terms of the movie, like why did they feel the need to show up at this base and have a second battle? And why didn't the First Order destroy the base from public uh, from orbit? Rather, like why did they just all of a sudden throw these like armies on the ground? And not to mention, like, the, the Rebels only have, like, a dozen or so fighters left. <laughs> and they go out to stop an entire Rebel army like it's going to do something. Yeah. And it's like um, they had to use that laser to blow a hole through the armored door. Yeah. I'm like, couldn't their, their capital ships have blown it up? Yeah, from space. It was like... And then it when... was all just to lead to the Luke hologram, which... Yeah. I was going to say that was one other thing I liked. You liked like, the the Luke like astral project projection where he just shows up. I did think that was really cool. Did you think that um, he brushes his shoulder off after the all the adats blast him? Yeah, like is was that a surprise to you when he showed up? Did you think he was going to be rejection, or when it was revealed that he was a projection, where you're just like, oh my god? Well, I knew something was up because of the lightsaber. What was the lightsaber? He had the blue lightsaber, lightsaber. which Ray had just been using and was destroyed. Um, but when they he tried was, to pull it from apart from each other, but he was a, a force ghost, basically. Uh, not really. I mean, he wasn't dead yet, but he was projecting himself there. So, like, why wouldn't he just project his his own color lightsaber? I mean, he probably would have, but that was just like a clue to the viewer, I guess. What that he wasn't really there? Yeah. By using a blue lightsaber. I mean, it was an indication something was amiss. Oh. I do find it weird that Kylo just has no idea. He's just like snowed by the whole thing. He's like, wait, he's not here. But I thought yeah. like his, so just projecting yourself across the galaxy onto this planet and having a fight with, with Kylo Ren um, apparently is enough to kill you. Um, but it was handled so weirdly to me because they go back to the planet and you find out that Luke is just he's floating above a rock like at the sunset and he he kind of lands on the rock and then he collapses because it, it has cost him so much energy and then he like kind of claws himself back onto the rock and then there's just these shots back and forth of Luke looking sad and then the sun sets and then he kind of just like fades away as a ghost like you see the two suns yeah and he just kind of disappears and I'm like why, why did they do that whole thing like why couldn't he just land on the rock and then he just fades away like why did because you almost get the sense that he's going to be okay like he's collected himself he's fine and then he's just like oh no way i'll just be a force ghost and they have they had to include the two sons but then i was like wasn't the two sons the reason why Tatooine was a desert well, like, I mean, why is this an all-water planet that has two suns beating down on it it doesn't necessarily mean it's a desert it's just maybe the planet is further away um than Tatooine was in All its right. orbit. I'll give you that. I like this comment from Matt. They send, send Rose on the mission, who her job was like, she was a maintenance worker. She fixed pipes. and <laughs> Rose was just like underqualified for everything. But they, just, they didn't have anybody left, remember? Like, yeah, most even, of them were dead. That's, I said that. They like send um, Finn and her like ride out in the speeders. And it's like the whole first movie, Finn was saying how he doesn't know how to pilot ships. I'm like, how is he out there in this 
speeder with a ski on it, skating around in the salt. I don't know. I, the whole thing, like when there's this, a point where Finn is on his speeder, um, you know, skating away, um, and Poe has like ordered them all to fall back, and Finn is just like, "No, I'm gonna take out their their laser so they can't destroy our base." And Poe's just like, "No, don't do it." And Finn's like, "I have to because I want to protect the ones I care about." And I was, they had this whole moment. I think like, "Oh, it's cool. They're gonna kill Finn off. It's fine." Like. He didn't really do much anyway. He was kind of annoying. That was his, like, his redeeming moment. Yeah. And he it was, was so cowardly. Yeah. And here he is trying to be a hero. And I was actually okay with it and was happy about it. I was like, oh, this is a good plot twist. And then Rose barrels in out of nowhere and crashes her ship into his. And she's like, uh, what is the point of this if we don't fight for the ones we love? And I'm like, he was just doing that. <laughs> he was trying to prevent <laughs> the laser from destroying the base full of the, everyone I that they love. Him. And he's like, I saved you. I'm like, yeah, but at what cost? That laser just burned into the base <laughs> with the rest of the resistance fighters. But you and Finn are okay. Yeah, it was salt. That was uh, that's gonna be the new meme line, just like the sand line from the prequels. Uh-huh. But and then and then, so in the whole scene with the speeders, it takes them like 15 minutes to fly them out towards yeah. the walkers. Yet we see they crashed like right in front of the cannon, and then we see that he dragged her like. How far was that? Like five miles? I know. It was, <laughs> uh, that whole part was fresh. And none of them shot him? I kind of thought she died because she just kind of passes out in her, and she's all bloody. And you see like Finn later on is just like carrying her in the, the salt flat like back to the base and she's fine. And the whole like uh, Ray was doing every, I mean Finn was doing everything because he's like in love with Ray. Yeah. And then he gets kissed by the fat chick. <laughs> she wasn't fat. She just has like chubby cheeks. <laughs> But I thought it was funny. It was like, so Ray and Finn spend the whole movie apart, and they kind of they just meet up very briefly at the end. But as soon as they hug each other, and then someone is just like, "Here's your blanket for Rose," and he's like, "Oh, oh yeah," and then he walks away, and then immediately like Poe Dameron swoops, and he's just like, "Hi, I'm Poe," and <laughs> <laughs> just like Ray, and then she gives him like a little look, and I was like, "Love triangle." Let's let's talk one more time about Admiral Giraffe Dyke. You don't like uh, Laurie Dern in this? I thought she was really good, honestly. I, I'm not familiar with her. I just, the character was oh, she's idiotic. The character might have been idiotic. I love, love that she put Poe Dameron in his place because he forms a whole mutiny claiming that she doesn't care about all of the Which survivors. Which She did care. She had a whole plan in motion. She just why, didn't share it with Poe because he makes terrible they? decisions. Because Poe destroyed their entire fleet just to blow up one ship. He makes terrible decisions. And he, but... By not telling him, he sent Finn and Ray off to on that crazy plan at the casino planet, and then they got captured, and then that's yeah. how they found out about the transports being used. No, it was it, she had a whole plan in motion, and she didn't share it with him because he didn't need to know. And then when he causes a mutiny and like tries to prevent her from doing it, his whole plan fell apart way before he caused a the mutiny. They didn't get the guy that they needed. Um, like the the locksmith or whatever they were going, the crypto guy. They didn't get him. Um, Benicio del Toro told them to look for the transports in exchange for being yeah. But that was after he was captured. Yeah, after he was captured, so they would have escaped if they weren't sent off there. And he had but they were captured like almost immediately. No, like it was they, wasn't they it a, the... wasn't it a trap? Like by the end of it, like. No, it was because that evil BB-8 droid scanned them. Oh. But either way... There are like, only like two smart characters in the whole movie. That evil BB-8 <laughs> droid who 
is the only one in the movie that did his job. And the captain of the Dreadnought... At the I think you're mic'd at again, by the way. God damn it. The captain of that Dreadnought at the beginning of the movie, he's like, send out the fighters because this one X-Wing is destroying our whole bullshit. I don't know. I just... I, I was happy that they put Poe in his place. And he did learn something by the end of it because, like... Even when he was trying to be the hero at the start of the movie, I'm like, this is frustrating. Like, they ordered him back. And granted, I get, like, these kinds of movies. Like, but they also you're not say, supposed like, to follow orders so you can be the hero. But he destroyed the in- their entire resistance movement just to blow up one enemy ship. Like, this is why he's not in charge. And why... He didn't destroy the entire movement. He destroyed the whole fleet of bombers. Yeah. He destroyed, like, a lot of their actual fighters just to blow up one ship. Not to mention it was weird because... It, well, like, all that was before they knew they could be tracked through hyperspace. It relied on um, the gravity of bombs to fall on a ship in space. So, I mean, that was the crux of the plan. Well, they could have... Uh, we like, saw that she fell from the top down to the thing, fell. so there, there could be gravity <laughs> There's gravity in the inside ship. the ship, but once she lets go of the bombs, shouldn't they just float there? <laughs> they but they, sh- they but shouldn't no. fall down straight out of the but ship. But when they fall, they have momentum. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. That was They're going down. They relied on the gravity of the bombs falling out of the ship. And one fucking X-Wing fighter just going around the Star Destroyer, taking out every turret. Oh, my God. That was their plan the whole time. If you ever played, like, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, you cannot just fly up to a Star Destroyer and just start shooting off all their turrets. <laughs> It'll be <laughs> missile lock, missile lock, missile lock, and then you're dead. Well, that was their plans. Like they can't, they can't track anything that's so close to the the skin of the ship. Listen, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't hate the movie. I I enjoyed it. I think more than Force Awakens. If we can just wrap up this Star Wars a little bit, a little bit. but um, I enjoyed it more than Force Awakens. And but granted, I'm not a diehard hardcore Star Wars fan. Um, I just uh, I I like that Ryan Johnson took a bunch of risks, even though they didn't seem to pay off for him. He seems to have pissed off a lot of fans. What was your favorite risk? Just to, as a, um, I, going into it, I fully expected Luke to be dead by the end of this. He is the last Jedi, after all. Were you um, surprised Leia didn't die, considering she's the only one who's actually dead? Uh, no, I figured they would just do something like it's ten years later. Or they'd make her a hologram or um, pull a Peter Cushing from yeah Rogue One. Where it's just, you know, they CGI'd her or something. So that didn't really bug me at all. Um, there were certainly, there were a lot of scenes where I was just like, oh, that's pretty cool. I actually liked the Leia using her force powers bit. And I um, I liked, uh, you know, the Kylo uh, fight and, and Rey fight with the samurai guys. Um, what was your question? I forget. It was uh, the what risk he took with the film that you liked. Oh, I, I just liked that... Um, you know, a lot of the stuff didn't like amount to anything. Like th- those <laughs> mysteries, I was just like, "Oh, that's all cool. the stuff people wanted well, because, to know was just thrown in." the Because it kind of turns it on its head a little bit. Like you go into this, you're analyzing every bit of dialogue. That's why I would never choose to to be a director for this kind of movie. Because like I know fans would just eviscerate me afterwards. Like it's like they went in a, in a committee and took like every possible fan theory they saw on the internet, and they're like, "We have to go with the most unexpected one." So we'll just make her parents know one. We won't even address Snoke at all. Well, I just, I don't know. I don't I don't necessarily agree with his characterization of Luke. Like, even me as a Star Wars fan felt, not as a Star Wars fan, rather, felt that he wasn't characterized correctly. But I don't know what he was tr- really trying to do with it. Was this how he always saw Luke? 
Or did he just want to tell a story where Luke is this burnout who's done with the Jedi? Um, so in that sense, if that's what he was going for, I, I applaud the risk, um, even though he didn't really stick the landing, so to speak. It's a fair point. Um, trying to think if there are any last points I want to make. Um, oh, yeah. All fucking... How about all the SJW bullshit? Did you notice that... What is, what's SJW? You know what SJW is. No, what does it mean? For the audience, I mean. And me. Social justice warrior? Oh, okay. You knew that. Fuck you. I know, but I didn't notice that in the movie. What, you, are, you, what okay. are you talking about? So you didn't notice that literally... Uh, Poe... Poe and Finn were like the only males in the Resistance. Like, every officer was a female... No, Admiral Akbar was there. Barely. You, yeah, he got blown up. You think they just they didn't make him the admiral who turned the ship around in a suicide mission? I did think so it was they, weird that they couldn't say Allahu Akbar. <laughs> no, I did think it was weird that they had like this unknown admiral in in Laura Dern as the purple haired Laura Dern. Uh, not I liked Laura Dern, so I was I was fine with it. I was just like, wouldn't this be an opportunity for you to use maybe Admiral Akbar, somebody who's who wasn't really used that much, but everybody knows? Um, I didn't notice that at all. Um, even you bringing it up, I don't really feel that that was the case. That just because oh, Leia was a leader of the was, Resistance and Rey is like the good Jedi, it was definitely there. Like every every officer was a female, even on the First Order side. Like the all the officers, like what are you talking about? It was like bridge. Snoke. No, no, Kylo Ren. I'm not talking about them. Like when they're on the bridge, like in in the uh, all the workers on the bridge were like women. I didn't notice that at all. Because it was the, the even the guy that they picked on was in charge, like the snivelly, like sort of English guy, General Hux. Yeah, he yeah. Was, he's he's like the one white guy, and he's made out to be a fool. What are you talking about? Kylo Ren's white. Snoke was white. Snoke, I'm not sure is even human. I honestly thought he was a hobbit at some. But point. yeah, o- only the only the evil characters are white males. What about the samurais? You don't know. Maybe they're maybe they're white males. What'd you say? The samurais. What samurais? <laughs> the samurai Jedi guys. Not Jedi, the samurai guys that, you know, Ray and... and well, fit. regardless, they're yeah. evil. Yeah, but, like, they could be white guys. Isn't that what you wanted? Oh, you want white good guys. Where's uh, Luke? Poe Dameron. Yeah. No, Poe is Latino. He's, like, Cuban. No, he he's white. He looks white. He's definitely Latino. I didn't notice that at all. I didn't notice him or think of him as being Latino. The only person I can think of that, well, aside from but, Finn, is uh, is uh, what's her name, Rose, because she's like Korean or something. But they have to like at every opportunity they have to have like the admiral's emasculating Poe as the man. I didn't see it that way at all. I just saw it as Poe making terrible decisions. But it's not. That's not to say that Leia didn't make some bad decisions. She did. Um, in general, like the, I think there's a happy medium between being as reserved as Leia was and trying to see the bigger picture and actually getting some momentum. Um, how, how can you say the like the vice admiral Lord Derny say is just like, she won't tell anyone about her plan. Like she just offers, she doesn't need you, to tell Poe Dameron because Poe Dameron isn't part of the plan. And she even says every, like, everyone is part of the plan because they're all trying to escape with their lives. No, cause she's got like civilians on there. 
Poe Dameron was also well, just demoted. Civilians. He was also just demoted. But he, he didn't mutiny by himself. He had people helping him. He had like three people helping him because he just basically locks himself on the bridge afterwards and they break through the bridge and stop him. I don't know. I didn't had, notice this at all. Helping him, but like she couldn't say, don't worry. She did this, say that. All she does is just say the rebellion is built on hope. He accuses her of not having a plan, and she does have a plan. She's just not. But she never tells she, him he has a plan. Because she's the admiral, she doesn't have to tell him anything. That's just I don't know. I so he just lets, I, lets him think that they're just gonna run out of gas and die. I didn't think anything of uh of that at all. I did not see that as a woman telling a man what to do. Honestly, it just that didn't even cross my mind. It's like, oh, she's a smart woman who has everything under control. No, why would I ever think that? <laughs> she was just a character in a movie who just happened to be in charge. I Honestly, what about uh, the evil... Uh, uh, what's her name? The one that turned out to be nothing as, as well. Um, the evil stormtrooper who's all silver. What's her name? Um, Captain Phasma? Captain Phasma. Brianna of Tarth? Yeah. Which, honestly, they should have at least unmasked her at some point so that you could... Like, how do you cast Brienne of Tarth, who's just this uh, fantastic actress, and, like, not really use her at all? They used her for, like, 30 seconds in this movie, and she had, like, no dialogue. You got to see her eyeball. Yeah, but that was it. I don't know. Why didn't they just... Yeah. Matt says, why... She's a fucking admiral. Why is she wearing a dress? Like, what kind of military uniform is that? What's a terrible idea? Why does he say that's a... What terrible idea, Joe? Where was that? Uh, Uncle Hall said that's a terrible idea, Joe. I don't know what Snoke was a ball sack. I like that. Poe Dameron was demoted, but he was still a high-ranking officer. Yeah, but like she's an admiral; she's the highest. She doesn't have to say anything to him if, he sh- if she doesn't want to. Yeah, he's commanding a fighter squad, not you know, not in charge of evacuating the ship. She's the one who's making <laughs> all the decisions. I'm sure uh, Princess Leia didn't. It's like we have to gen- do something, or we're all going to die. Don't worry, just have hope. Yeah. Or General Leia didn't explain all of her decisions to Poe Dameron. She just told him what to do. She, so would you she have been it as soon as she? Would you have been upset? She woke up from her coma and stopped his mutiny because he woke up and she was like, "Listen, but your, why? Mut- your mutiny's over." And then she's like, "Listen, this is what you have to learn. Like, honestly, we let me tell you the plan now. Let me tell you the plan now because it doesn't matter now. You're about to die because it didn't matter before. What what, what was he gonna do if he knew before?" He she he did know the plan he, before. He, he criticized her for it. He's like, this is your plan was to just evacuate us to the smaller ships? No, he didn't know that was the plan. He No, because he's like, you're gassing up the ships? He knew that... But the, he didn't know that the planet was there that they were going for with the base I, on Honestly, it. I need to see it again before I can refute that. But like, he thought they I were just, just gonna... felt like it didn't feel to me like that was a big deal because she was the admiral. She was the one who was in charge. And I didn't trust him from the beginning because he had made all those terrible calls to begin with. Like he doesn't know what he's doing. He's just like, as Princess or General Leo had said, like you need to get your head out of your own cockpit. <laughs> you don't think that was like a, a feminist saying, "Get your head out of your cockpit"? No, I just thought it was clever writing. <laughs> Honestly, I did because like, it's a, yeah. Sort Uncle of... Hall says that she should have taken a page from the military and keep her men informed so they wouldn't think they were going to die. The military does not tell you unless you need to know. That is like the pillar of being in the military. You take orders. Taking, you know, they don't you know tell you the whole the plan. No, they don't tell you the whole plan. They give you the orders of what you need to know. You don't get to see the entire <laughs> you, picture. You don't get to know that we're actually trying to help you to live. Yes, because that is the assumption the whole time. No, we're just going to let you die. By the way, as far as he knew, they were. No, they weren't. Obviously, she had a plan in motion. And apparently, like he just wasn't you can't privy trust to them it because you have people that think, aren't even in your military. And like I Finn. think this is exactly their point. Is like. 
you as the audience are supposed to be on the side of Poe Dameron because he's the one that you're following. Not you're not following Laura Dern. No, they played it off like, oh, she's the, she's the smarter one. She had things. In no, they do along. that. They did that at the end after the twist is revealed. Because I think you're supposed to support Poe when he does his mutiny. Like you're supposed <laughs> to be on Poe's side. Like, oh, screw that bitch. She's not. She doesn't have my best interest in heart. So, so you're saying that sailors on a ship or aviators don't know where the ship is going? Bullshit. That is a need to know situation, Joe. That's not what the issue was. They knew that they were outrunning the ship and that she had a plan to get them out of it. And when he needed to know the answer, because obviously he, she knew that he was a mutiny risk because he committed mutiny. Did he really just assume that she was going to do nothing, that they, she was going to let their entire ship die? It seemed like it. Yes, because you're, as the audience, supposed to think that way so that you sympathize with Poe the minute he does mutiny, he's like, yeah, you're supposed to be, as the audience, yeah, fuck that bitch. She she deserves to be mutinied. And then you're supposed to realize at the end that Poe didn't have all the answers on purpose <laughs> because he didn't need to know them at that point. But it's pointless because if he did know them... And that was the point. That's the point of the movie in general. Like, as a Jedi, you you live on hope. That You're, you're supposed to bring the hope to the galaxy. And that's what they're, like, you're supposed yeah. to have more hope. Never, never mind having a plan. You just... As long she as you did have, have a plan. Just she didn't share it with Poe Dameron. Which I agree with because he was not good. Don't don't worry about killing the enemy. We just need hope. And we'll we'll inspire hope in some little kid on a casino planet and well, he he's he's going to rise up. That was silly. He also has the force in him because he forced a broom to his hand. Yeah. How does he know how to fucking do that? Oh. No training at all for We've talked about Star Wars for an hour. Should we wrap this up? All right. What was the... Uh... Do we have other things that you want to talk about? No. No. So it was just me and you this week. It was just me and you. Um, Last week it was Matt and Dave. Matt was at a Christmas party tonight. Um, I didn't know if he was going to come back. And then Dave said he'd rather spend time with his mom tonight, oddly enough. Um, I didn't listen to last week's episode. I don't know if you did. Where it was just Matt and Dave. Apparently, it was just Matt. I didn't even like, know that they were going to do it. Like you texted me and said, uh, "As far as I knew, they weren't doing anything." You texted me and said, "No show." Yeah, know, that's, that's the last I heard. And then I get in the middle of watching Star Wars. There's, I like, I get a couple text messages from Matt and Dave saying they're doing a show. Like, apparently, Matt did a show for like thirty or forty minutes by himself, and then Dave joined him after work. I don't know what they talked about. I didn't go back and listen to it, um, but it's up on. Um, did you tell them we were on doing the show tonight? I did. I, I mentioned. I'm like, well, if you guys are back early enough, you know, hop on the show. And <laughs> Matt didn't say anything. And um, Dave said, I'd rather spend time with my mom. And then he said something like, you and Adam can do a show. And I was like, okay, thanks for the permission. <laughs> <laughs> because you guys clearly did a show last week without us. Um, listen, I don't care. I go and listen to the show. It's up on iTunes. And um, you can find it on our website, www.thelotuscast.com. Um, if you click on the episodes link at the top, it'll take you the, to uh, our Podbean page and you can download episodes or, you know, just find us on iTunes. The DC Monitors edition of the Lotus Cast. Yeah, <laughs> evidently. The Star Wars Monitors. Um, I thought about doing like a little DC Monitors catch up just because the first half of the season is over and uh, I want to talk a little bit about it, but not too much because I've been just frustrated with the, the shows in general. And I haven't even watched like the last eight episodes of Supergirl, but they had that. Uh, crossover I, was, I wanted to talk a little bit about but just because I didn't care for it that much and I hated some bits of it 
but then other people seem to really love it, so I don't know. Maybe that's just me. There's a lot of stupid stuff. Yeah. Did you see um, they're not allowed to use Deathstroke anymore? I saw that, and that was, I was actually pretty sad, because that's so stupid. That's the best part of Arrow this season, has been all the Deathstroke stuff. You keep... They won't let him use Deathstroke because he showed up in the movie, but Flash, the Flash, I mean, I don't even want (laughs) to. If people are watching Arrow, just, I don't want to get too much into this because, you know, that's a different show. But if people are watching Arrow, they had this whole Deathstroke arc this season. It was really good. Um, And now it sucks that they just can't go back to it. And I'm sad because I like Manu Bennett as um, Deathstroke. But regardless, uh, go back and listen to last week's episode. I I am sort of curious about what Matt talked about for 40 minutes. No, you said... You don't want to listen because but you're, I don't you're, a, listen. you're a target when you're not there. That's exactly you're just going to feel bad after. That's exactly it. Like, I don't want to listen. I'm curious as to what Matt talked about for, like, did he talk to the chat? Like, did he just ramble on by himself for more 40 minutes? Did he call somebody? Like, what happened? But I, I, I don't want to listen to it because the last time this happened when Matt and Dave and Adam did a show and I wasn't here, like, I just got railed on and I don't, I don't need that. <laughs> Like, if that happened last week, I don't need to know. I don't need to stew on it all week and think about how my friends really hate me. So, Someone in the chat, tell Joe. Should he listen? Michelle was in chat by herself and asked him questions about what he was talking about. So he just, he prattled on about something? Like, he didn't even call somebody? He didn't rail on anyone. Well, that's good. Um, So you're safe, Joe. I don't know. (laughs) He, he could have made some slight comment that'll send you into a downward spot. I know, and I just I don't need that. It's Christmas. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I just honestly, when he called, when he said he talked for forty minutes by himself, I just assumed he called somebody. But thinking back on it, I don't know who. Um, Fernicast is just before us now on Thursdays. Um, wh- I don't know what time zone the station is. It Central Time the station. So if you listen to Fernicast at eight p.m. Central Time on Thursdays. And then we should be like immediately. Oh, eight p.m. is our time, right? Eight p.m. Eastern, and then no, we're, we're nine Eastern, and we're nine Eastern. So eight p.m. is Fernicast, which you should listen to just before us now. Um, and then uh, roll, stay, stay through Fernicast, then roll into the Lotus Cast, and hopefully next time we do a show, you know, it's the four of us again. Three of us for the first half, and then Dave. Matt did a great job. It, it was really good, actually. Uh, no one wants to hear from you, Uncle Hall. Never call. Oh, yeah, well, Matt could have called his his brother-in-law there. But that's good that he did a good job. Um, I am sort of curious of what he talked about, but I don't want to set myself up for um, heartache. <laughs> so maybe I'll just let that go. Any uh, final thoughts? Um, I was going to bring up something, and I forget what it was. I had something at the start of the uh, day that I want to talk about. Oh, um, so I've been doing a lot of work Christmas parties this week. I don't know if you have um, been to any Christmas parties at all, but like I've been to one. We did this Yankee swap at work yesterday that took two hours. There's probably about 15 or so of us, maybe 20 tops. <laughs> oh, he talked Matt and Chad said he talked about your sister the whole time. I, I don't want to know. <laughs> um so we had this Yankee swap where it was supposed to be Yankee swap. And, um, you know, I, I bought a gift and um, the limit was 20 bucks. I think I spent 24 bucks. I got a squatty potty um, and it was supposed to be Yankee swap and Yankee swaps are really simple. You know, you, you get a number, you go up and you, you pick your gift. People can steal it from you and it's over in 15 minutes. But they decided to play this dice game where 
Um, you pass gifts. Like if you roll a one, you pass a gift to the right. If you roll a two, you pass it to the left. And uh, if you roll a three, you steal somebody's gift. And you, if you roll a five or a six, um, you open your gift. So like they just give a gift to everybody. And then we were just passing stuff constantly because it would just be like threes and fours. And you, so you or, or ones and twos rather. And you just keep passing and then stealing. And you you the game ends when the last gift is open. But with like 20 people, it took two hours. <laughs> <laughs> it was just frustrating how like you would just keep passing gifts over and over. And I was just like, I want this to end. I want this to end. But like I work with like ninety five percent women, and they found this game on Pinterest that they thought was cute, and like maybe it would have been for like a small group. Did you want like, a mutiny like Poe? <laughs> yeah, I just by the end of it, I'm just like I'm I'm done. I I can't do this anymore. I don't care what I end up with. Like just I need to get <laughs> out of here um, because I was passing stuff right to left like every second, and uh, it just it didn't need to happen. Like what what happened to just being like nasty Christmas Yankee swap? or just Secret Santa. And Matt told me um, that his office was going to do a Secret Santa, um, but they did one last year, and there's just so much fighting at his office that people didn't buy gifts for their Secret Santa. (laughs) So, like, half the office just didn't end up with gifts. And then this year, they were like, okay, well, let's just do a Yankee swap then. But then people found it to be too mean because they didn't want stuff stolen from them. So they're doing some weird random number gift generator thing. So... I don't know what's happening <laughs> anymore to the world, but uh, what did I end up with? I ended up with a uh, a bunch of hot chocolate and a Dunkin' Donuts gift card. So there were some cool gifts That's in there. That's not bad. At least you didn't end up with the Squatty Potty. I actually, yeah, I don't need one, but I I would have regifted it. Um, but there was a, a couple Echo Dots. There was a Nook in there. Um, a Dirt Devil. There was vacuum. that stuff in there, and you ended up with hot chocolate. I ended up with hot chocolate and a gift card. And then, like, my coworker next to me, he ended up with a travel mug, like a coffee travel mug that didn't seal. <laughs> so, like, we tried it out. Did he it, spill it all over Because it looked cheap. But, like, yeah, like, we tried it out. We put liquid in it and, like, just held it over the garbage can. And, like, the lid didn't seal. So it's just water so just pouring out of it. So, um, yeah, his gift kind of sucked. Um, but, like, you know, a handful of people ended up with Echo Dots and Nook tablets and... Uh, I was not one of those cool people. I think I got like a $10 Dunkin' Donuts gift card and I gave away the hot chocolate because I don't drink it. Joe Bangor said, my mom calls Yankee Swaps Chinese Christmas. Not sure why. You think it's because like with their squinty eyes, they can't see who the gift is from or who to give it to? Listen, I don't know. I've only heard it ever called um, I, Yankee I, Swap. And then I think... I um, don't know who this for. You take. What do they call it? Uh, and then you trade. They call it... um. White elephant, right? Is that the other name for it? White, white elephant. I've never heard that one. Uh, I heard it in the office because um, they did a Yankee Swap episode, and Pam was just like, "We call it white elephant." Um, yeah, I don't know. So, you have any uh, final thoughts? Um, I went to see Monday Night Raw with Dave Langell. Oh yeah, I saw photos Monday. of that. How was that? It was fun. Was it that same like weird seating thing that you guys were seat fillers? Yeah, or something? It was the same thing we do every time. I only got to fill a seat for like, I don't know, 10 minutes. And then the rest, I just watched the show. But ah, I'm so annoyed. These two, uh, they're these clearly two retarded guys like right in front of me. And they had like a chaperone with them from the, I'm probably from the group home, I'm guessing. And they would just stand up at all the wrong times. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like they'd be playing, a, there wouldn't be anything happening. It'd just be a video playing on the screen and they'd stand up and they're right in front of me. (laughs) 
And this, I could swear one of them was like fingering his asshole. He kept like reaching back. So it's not, it wasn't like a fun time. I've I mean, never been to a, a WWE show, so I don't know what it's like, but uh, it seems like being a seat filler is probably the worst way to experience that. I mean, it's... Because you're up and down constantly. You don't really get to follow... It's it's only at the beginning of the show, really, because people are still filtering mm-hmm. in. They just want you to think that the seats are full for the whole show. So, like, what, by 30 minutes in, it's like you don't have to do it anymore? Unless, like, the show didn't sell out for some reason. But, I mean, that was a pretty packed show. So once everyone was there, we just... So what do you do when you're not filling a seat? Are you just standing somewhere? Uh, No, like, they... Ha- they have like a, a little row of seats because like it, the seats on the floor, like normally they have like space for aisles, but they just add like one extra row of seats. And those are just like where we oh. sit when we're not filling seats. So did you and, and Langel spend a lot of time together or were you both like separated the whole time? Uh, we joke. No, we were s- sitting next to each other at the base seats. We, we were only separated when we filled the seats, but we joked about because uh, they announced the female Royal Rumble. And we're like, this is the worst thing we've ever seen. They're they're all like in the ring, like, oh my god, this is a first for women. Oh, this is oh so incredible. And then they're all hugging about. It. I'm like, what battle royal royal rumble announcement has ever ended with everyone hugging? What the fuck? The term white elephant refers to an extravagant but burdensome gift that cannot be easily disposed of. Actually, I should read this as a Chinaman. <laughs> the term white elephant refer to extravagant but burdensome gift that cannot be easily disposed of. Based on Regin, the king of Siam give rare albino elephants to courtiers who displease him. They might be ruined by animals' upkeep costs. Wow, it's just uh, that's as racist as I expected it to be. No, that's how they talk. Oh. It was an accent. I was performing. What if you did it as a person, like a Chinese person who was raised in America and spoke English natively? The term white elephant refers to. Man, the show right before Christmas and no one has called in yet. Who's calling in? We're not accepting phone calls. Oh, you mean Matter Dave? Dave is online. He could call in, but he's at his mom house and he doesn't want to talk to us. He's rubbing his booby. And uh, it looks like Matt's away, or at least not online. Um, Have you chosen a song to play? I was going to play Aerosmith's Come Together so that we could actually come together like a Megazord next time. Can you play um, Lemmy and Dave Grohl's version of Run Rudolph Run? Alright, hang on. Run Rudolph. Unless you were really dead set on that one. No. Uh, Lemmy and Dave Grohl. Alright, thanks for Tuning in, everyone, to this edition of the Lotus Cast. Yes, thank you, everyone. Thank you for sticking around with Adam and I. And Adam geeked out a little <laughs> bit on Star Wars, and I, uh, I did not. I, at least I hope I didn't. Appreciate y'all. I assume we'll be back next Thursday night, maybe for our last uh, our last show of the year, or ever. Who knows how these things turned out? Yeah, you never know with us. Yeah, strangelabel.com. Lotuscast.com. Is uh is WFOD doing a Christmas night show? Uh I think they do one every year. 
admittedly, I'm I'm not on Twitter a lot anymore. So if they've tweeted about it, I I, I don't know. I heard Not Safe for Water Coolers had a really fun Shotsmith show. Yeah, uh, Matt was on it for a bit. Um, I'll let him tell the story behind uh, that. He he had told me something he had planned and then didn't end up doing. Um, I'm sure they'll post it by next Christmas. If you listen <laughs> to that. <laughs> yeah, check them out. If uh, WFOD, if they do a Christmas show, I'm sure it'll be good. Um, and I assume this is our Christmas show because Christmas is a Monday this year and Matt doesn't come down for Christmas. So, uh, And he's working um, that day. So I would assume that we would not be doing a Christmas uh, show. But you could follow our Twitter account at the Lotus Cast and... Uh, if if we end up doing something, you'll uh, that would be the place to find out. Peace, love, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Merry Go fuck Christmas. yourself. Run, run.